0: Welcome to the Superman Confidential Podcast. I'm Tom, your host. Going to talk today about Superman in movies, of course. Warner Brothers Discovery merger is complete, so I'll get into that and what that could potentially mean on film, hopefully, uh, as we hope for. And some cool comic book has been announced, so I'll get into that. But firstly, the big thing the Warner Brothers Discovery merger is complete, it has been complete for a while. I didn't want to talk about anything until we got a little bit more information, and we still don't have all the information. I think I, there's enough now to, to talk about at least and get into it. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm laughing as I'm reminded of last time when I talked about how ridiculous it is that a cameo in a streaming, a stunt character in a streaming show, DC character, to sort of predict the future of Superman movies, and now I, I'm I've got like this list of names and of executives and all of that and trying to read between the, the lines and and look at their quotes and all this um, to try to predict what that could mean for Superman going forward. And it's really frustrating. Uh, I, I'll try not to bore you too much with executive stuffs and names with that kind of stuff. But I do want to look at, at what this could mean in the short term and the long term for Superman in the movies. So, like I said, the D- Warner Brothers Discovery merger is complete, so new boss for Warner Brothers trickling down to the movies, Warner Brothers TV, the DC Comics, all of that, DC Entertainment, all of that trickles down. Uh, there was an article when this first broke on the DC Entertainment overhaul with Farrak Uh One of the quotes was, Discovery Insiders believe that although DC has achieved cinematic success with recent films such as Aquaman and the Batman, it lacks a coherent creative and brand strategy. Discovery believes that several top shelf characters such as Superman have been left to languish and need to be, that is the quote there. First off, good that Superman is mentioned so much, and I'll get into that. That's like the one thing, Superman needs, they need to do something. Nitpick here, uh, based on whoever wrote this, but it needs to be revitalized. I don't think the character needs to be revitalized, but maybe the movie franchise, and that they need to make a Superman movie, but that's sort of a nitpick on whoever wrote the article and and seeing what they do and yeah uh, lacking a coherent creative and brand strategy for DC seems like an understatement uh, whether you love everything DC has done or some of it or none of it over the last several years it's clear there's not really a crew coherent creative and brand strategy. the DC brand I don't want to say is non-existent but it doesn't really mean anything to the general public like if you say Marvel. Then Marvel has established a brand, um, And all that. You kinda know what you're getting to a certain with a Marvel property, whereas with DC it, it could be anything. Grotesque R rated thing, it could be PG kids thing, it could be all sorts of and and the quality has varied wildly, you know, the reception to different things. There's multiple universes and you got three jokers showing up and and, and all sorts of weird things and, and multiple Batman showing up all over it and it's not clear what um, the plan is and what the brand strategy is, make content, and I think that's uh, been pretty clear for a while, I think it's arguably been the case. since October of 2014, he launched a Flash TV series and announced that a Flash movie with a different actor a couple weeks apart, and I think that is the thing, more than anything, I'd I'd argue that is the thing that more than the mixed reception of Man of Steel, I think divided the DC fan base. Both amongst the hardball audience, just creating confusion, just creating cannibalism within the, the fan base, to competing with Marvel or Valiant or independent superhero shows and movies. DC has competing, been competing with themselves since at least 2014, and that just continued when a Supergirl show was announced and had nothing to do with the Man of Steel or the, the Batman v Superman movie that was upcoming. It was just completely separate. Different tone, different universe, all of that. I think that's all continued. Uh, and it's just sort of snowballed from there to where there's so many different DC buying them or crossover down to really split up DC's fan base. And it's created confusion in the general public and some, some frustration. No, certainly a frustration from some fans. But you don't know what, like I said, to bring it back, you don't know what you're going to get from a DC product. You can go see a Superman movie and you might think we're going to see more of these or you might think it might be nine years later and we still might not have seen another one or he might show up in, in a couple things and then you might get a justice league movie and then you might not hear anything from most of those characters for five years so there is something you know I, i'm glad that dc entertainment is a priority and getting it right. uh obviously it's going to come down to who what people are put in positions of power making the right decisions but that's sort of encouraging and yeah I'm mentioning Superman I think if you are a big company like Discovery and you're merging with WB and a multi-billion dollar merger, you think, how, as a Superman movie, how are you not maximizing that? And I think that's going to change finally. Uh, This also, this article kind of tells us that, you know, I've seen some stuff from fans, like who cares if there's a movie because there's a TV show uh, and Superman and Lois and this isn't anything against Superman and Lois but I think it if you're buying a TV show on the Cw where they can't get a million people to bother to tune in live to see Superman is not enough for the character and, and it's not a bash on superman and Lois if you love it or or don't but it's a point that you know make x from a superman TV show on the Cw potentially 50x on Uh, why are you doing that? And if having both sort of limits the upside to a Superman, we'll see, I guess, what that means for the, it's in any immediate danger or anything like that, but evaluating everything with Superman. And that kind of brings me to the executive changes. Some of the names to know, a big one, the big one right now is David Zaslav, who is the CEO and president of Warner Brothers Discovery. Now he comes over from Discovery and he's been hitting up a lot of changes and Seems to want to get things done. I don't know if all these decisions are going to be good, but it seems like he's at least trying stuff, out or bad. It, but status quo is it has not been good enough. More specifically, as we get down, you know, Toby Emmerich has stepped down. I, I say step down in quotes. It's, I don't know if it's really considered step down if you decide to leave while your replacement is being interviewed. But but he has stepped down as Warner Brothers Picture, Picture Group Chairman. Mike DeLuca and Pam Abdi, they both come from MGM, are taking over the studio. So that's going to be big changes. Um, Emmerich was named president and chief content officer of WB Pictures in December of 2016. So he'd been there for a long period of non-Superman stuff. DeLuca and Abdi will be overseeing DC films until a new leader is found. That comes from Variety. I have notes. I, I have links in... To the articles in the show notes so you can see uh, specifically where all this stuff is coming from. But it sounds like Zaslav is looking to create three segments for movies. So there's going to be WB New Line, Animation, and DC Films. So those are going to be separate things. So DC is going to be separate from New Line. This is something that Disney has done, where there's a separate Marvel Studios. They've got Lucasfilm that handles the Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Willow stuff there, Um, and then general, you know, they've got Pixar and and Disney. So looks like Warner Brothers Discovery is going to be following that when it comes to movies uh, being able to separate. And I think that's a good thing, Uh, potentially. You know, it always comes down to who's in charge and uh, getting the right people to do that. But I think it's a good thing, whereas DC Films has been kind of an unofficial thing. Maybe it becomes a, an official thing and is separate from being directly involved with New Line. That could be good, of course. And, and more about the possible future, this is from an article on The Wrap that talked about the potential changes that Zaslav is bringing. But um, along with DC Films, it sounds like Zaslav is just looking for a new leader for all of DC Entertainment, so... He, that might be combined thing. So it's a separate from the movies specifically, but it might be DC entertainment, a leader that will be in charge of all movies, all TV, all comics. That's really interesting. Uh, that could be good. Again, it comes down to the right person. So whoever's in charge of the films is also going to be the main overseer of comics. I think that's good. Again, if you get the right person in charge, because it has been a mess and mixed messaging from from movies, from TV, uh, it's just been a mess. And, and what characters can appear where, having one person who can be in charge of that. Character X can, can be in this show because we're not doing them in the movies. Uh, it's been a real mess over the years. What characters can appear where and when, dating back decades. That's been a problem. Um, and who can appear. So this is potentially a a good thing. But that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot to put on somebody's plate. Uh, I think Kevin Feige at Marvel is now in charge of TV and comics. That's a lot, and it took him a long time. to. So it's going to be tricky to find the person who has the business sense and business experience of making great movies and tie-in shows and also being able to oversee the comics. <laughs> so that's going to take a lot. You're going to have to have somebody with the business sense and with the love for DC, you can bring these characters to life in movies. And so that's gonna be real tricky. Um, because I don't know how many Kevin Feige's are like that. And whether you love Marvel or not, he's clearly done a great job of being a, both the business sense and the love of the Marvel characters in terms of bringing that, uh, condensing that to the general audience. So, I mean, that's, Potentially exciting, but uh, that's also a little scary, you know, because if you get one person in there who doesn't like Superman or or sees Superman a certain way or loves the Justice League or thinks the Justice League is bad, you know, whatever you want. That could be good or bad, you know, so they could if they like the things you like, that could be really great. If they don't, that could be terrible and and bad news for movies, TV and comics. So uh, that's dangerous there, but probably the right move at least to have somebody who is aware of everything and able to oversee what's going on with everything. Uh, If you're thinking, doesn't DC Films have a president? Well, yeah, they kind of do. Walter Hamada, it, it sounds like, is likely out once a new leader for all of DC Entertainment is found. I don't have much to say on Walter Hamada because I don't know how much input he's actually had since being around in, what, 2018? In DC Films, I'm sure he's had a lot, but I don't know that he's much more than a glorified accountant or a, a figurehead that Toby Emmerich could, could point to and say good job or blame. You know, I don't know that he was making any major creative decisions. He was more in charge of monitoring the day-to-day operations of the films and, and all that. So it's tough to know how important he is or how much losing him would, would change things. Um, But this rap article also had some some interesting stuff about Superman in the movies. Um, There's a quote here. If anything, they'll go back to individual movies movies, unless DeLuca has some plan, according to a DC Insider. They need to get a effing Superman movie off the ground. And if the plan is a shared universe, a Cavill-led Superman movie needs to be the focal point. Henry Cavill, of course, that's the, the end of the quote there. So that is, I've seen this in the next... Sentence. I'll point you out here. The DC Insider added that Zaslov's team should scratch every Superman project in development and start fresh with Cavill. End quote. That is um, the full thing about Superman in this article, and I've seen that misquoted uh, or misaggregated. So when fan sites pick up a clip or you see something on Twitter or anything like that, I've seen this misquoted. So I wanted to be very clear and, and give you the whole thing there because I've I've seen it uh, reported or aggregated as Zaslov's team was told to scratch every Superman project and development and start fresh with Cavill. No, that is what one DC insider told to a couple reporters from the rap. That's not directly what Zaslow's plan was. It might be, eventually, but I, I've seen that mis, mis, uh, taken out of context, parts of that taken out of context, so I want to be very clear on that. Um. So, if you like Cavill, that might sound great, but it also... You should note that this is just what one DC insider, whatever that means, anonymously told a paper. That that doesn't mean it necessarily has any weight with David Zaslov. I do kind of agree with this insider. And, you know, if you're doing a shared universe, why are you not making a cabbie? You know, what is holding that up? I don't know. Uh, but I could have said that four years ago, and probably did so. I don't know what to say about that, but that's that's very interesting. I don't know how much this DC insider is how much that belief is within Warner Brothers Discovery as a whole now. And if somebody's actually going to tell that to David Zaslov, I'm sure he's seen this article or something. So he knows one DC insider said that. But I don't know how much of that sentiment is throughout the the company as a whole. But that is at least what one insider said. And yeah, I do think that is smart. If you're gonna have a shared universe, you should scratch every Superman project in development and start fresh with, with Cavill if you want to do that. But that leads to messy things, you know. There's what potentially a Supergirl in the universe, and potentially don't know the future of Superman in the movies. There's the the J.J. Abrams Tony Coates movie. We don't know the status of. There's the the Valzad, HBO Max series, um. There's Superman and Lois. Again, I think there's way too much Superman stuff going on that you're just kind of diluting the brand. Uh, too many Kryptonians potentially flying around. So I don't know how much that is hurting the brand. For instance, I think the Batman would have made more money at the box office if there wasn't a Batwoman show, Michael Keaton returning, all these other Batman-related things on at the same time. I think that dilutes the, the brand. Yeah, I've been clear on that in the past. So yeah, you probably should scratch Superman projects and start fresh with Cable. Although that does raise the question of what about Superman and Lois, um, which is a tricky thing. <laughs> and and we've known we've known about that since Superman and Lois was announced. So there's also some JJ Abrams stuff here, uh, because as we know, JJ Abrams was announced more than a year ago to be producing a Superman reboot. Ta-Nehisi Coates writing. They allegedly even talked to some directors at some point. We don't know this. That. But there's been a couple articles, this one I'm talking about is from The Hollywood Reporter, about how David Zaslav is frustrated by the lack of output from Bad Robot's $250 million overall deal. What does this mean for Superman specifically? Again, we don't know. But um, Abrams, Bad Robot Company, signed a five-year deal that goes through 2024 to make movies and TV shows for Warner Brothers and HBO Max and all that kind of stuff. And they haven't done much of it. Any- At at least released, there's been a lot of development, a lot of projects announced, put in development, various stages of development, but not a ton that has been released. Abrams hasn't, The Rise of Skywalker, Um, if I was, if I give a quarter billion to J.J. Abrams' company and for a five-year deal, I would probably be expecting at least a couple movies directed by several TV shows uh, put in development for HBO Max and all that kind of stuff, and it looks like that was the plan at least. I don't know if he's directing anything, but not much has been made that. And how this relates to Superman, first off, there's no mention of the Superman project in the article. That could be just an oversight or, you know, it could be anything. It could mean they're holding that back because news is coming soon for that. But it is worth mentioning, you know, they they mentioned Abrams' kind of staked claim to some different DC characters but hasn't done anything with them yet. Um, You know, there's Constantine. There's a lot of Justice League Dark stuff for HBO Max, such as in development. And on the movie side, of course, Superman. Um, So what does this mean? Again, it could mean absolutely nothing. Reading the tea leaves, I don't think Zaslav, people from WB, Discovery, give this information to The Hollywood Reporter, leak this to them if they were about to announce some big project with JJ Abrams, that would just be bad PR. You know, if they were going to announce a director for the Superman reboot produced by JJ Abrams this month or in the near future, that would be a terrible decision to, to release an article on how you're frustrated with Abrams. So reading between, I would assume Zaslav isn't happy with the state of, you know, either isn't on board for whatever they're doing with Superman or is frustrated about some part of it, that it's maybe he got the script and didn't like it, or maybe he hasn't got the script yet. Uh, we don't know. That's been in development for more than a year, almost a year and a half, like I said. So again, maybe a month from now, the script gets turned in, everybody loves it, and a director's announced and all of that. Um, but this is probably the most negative news for, the Abrams Superman project if if you were looking forward to that. It's again it's still possible that that a director they're already talking to directors and something's going on. I think that would be poor business sense, but we will we will wait and see on that. Uh if and what becomes of the Abrams Superman project. Um so just a, a couple more things related to that. Looking back at the Toby Emmerich Walter Hamada era, which emmerich has been around for five and a half years, Hamada for, or so. Uh, how important are they? Um, well, no Superman movie was produced in that. One maybe got put in development. Superman was potentially replaced in the universe, so I'm not exactly pleased with their period. You know, no Justice League movie put in development that we know of anything like that. Uh, you know, I don't wish anybody to lose their job. Uh, and I know Emmerich and Hamada and viewed as a Villain in by certain parts of fandom because when it came on, really started in January 2017. That's when boom changes were made to Justice League, radical changes. By the end of the year, any talks of a Superman movie quickly dried up. You know the the Christopher McQuarrie Henry Cavill pitch was shot down I, like four years ago. Christopher McQuarrie and Henry Cavill pitched a Superman, and WB was just like no. No, don't make that. I, I, I can't believe that sometimes. Like one of the best action directors today, and along with Henry Cavill. I, I don't know how bad that pitch was or how stubborn um WB executives were at the time, but I sometimes I just can't believe that's real. Um but yeah, it's mostly been bad news in this era for them, for Superman, for the Justice League. Uh, they've seemed to focus mainly on low risk stuff, so they they don't want to yeah. stay away from Superman, yeah. or they want to stay away from Superman. Even though I don't think he's a real Superman's a business risk. Um, it's more of a creative risk if you put yourself out there in a Superman movie. We see how long of a, a wait it can be if it doesn't quite hit. So they've stayed away from anything like Justice League, you know, an expensive Justice League movie, because if you do a Justice League movie and it's not a a knockout, you might be five years later and still. No closer to seeing the Justice League again. So they've instead focused on a lot of lower budget and low-risk stuff. I don't think they've done a particularly great job. There seems to have been more critical success. But I think the, the business decisions were pretty poor so far. Again, low-risk stuff. Like, they're making a Black Adam movie, but it's got Dwayne Johnson. And a Dwayne Johnson action movie is going to get you three four million, million. Worst-case scenario. Right? They're making a Flash movie, which might... Normally, be risky if you just do a normal solo origin flash movie, but it's got Michael Keaton's Batman in it, and as Top Gun Maverick is the latest reminder, 80s nostalgia is a real thing. I don't, I don't see a movie with Michael Keaton. It's going to be mainly marketed around Michael Keaton returning as Batman. I would assume. I don't see any way that makes less than 500 million, even if the movie was terrible. So there are some smart decisions there, but I think they've failed to create a cohesive DC universe. I think they've failed to bring the DC universe to life. Um, a good representation of the DC universe. And obviously you know, <laughs> they've failed Superman and the justice league and, and other things like that. So it has been a frustrating era. I am mostly, uh, I think I'm more optimistic about the future of Superman movies today than I was a year ago, or even a few months ago. But it's still, you know, it's who's going to be making the decisions, who's going to deciding what to do with Superman movies, who's ultimately the d- director hired, and all of that. I think those are big questions that we still aren't going to know the answer to for a while. I'm more optimistic that something gets done. Is the, the long-term future of Superman movies any healthier? I don't know. Um, speaking of the future, it, it is really cool that David Zaslav has consistently mentioned Superman, almost anything. Going back to when the Warner Brothers Discovery was first announced, one of his first interviews, he was talking about how well, part of getting WB, you get Superman and and those other characters. And he most articles seem to mention they, you know, they need to do something with Superman in movies. They uh, need to get something done. And he's mentioned how important Superman is. Uh, he seems to understand the Super Friends rule, which is a... Rule name that I made up, but it means no DC movie has made more than two hundred and thirty-one million without one of the big four super friends in it: Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, Diana Prince, or Arthur Curry. That's a that's a real thing. I think, um, from my research, Constantine, the Keanu Reeves Constantine, made about two hundred thirty million, and that is the highest-grossing film without one of those four characters in it so those are the four he's mentioned i think he gets it you know superman and then and along with batman wonder woman and aquaman he gets how important they are how those are really the a-listers for dc so i think that's really encouraging Uh, when's anything going to be announced i don't know but i am more confident than i have been at least in the last five years at least post justice league that within the next year a director and a release date will be named for a Superman movie. Does that mean that movie is going to be great? No. Does that mean they're going to make the right choice? Not necessarily. I don't know that. Again, it's going to be all about putting the right people in place, but there does at least seem to be an emphasis. So I do think it is a priority. I do think I'd be very surprised if by a year from now, we don't have much more clarity on at least the short-term future of Superman movies and whatever that means, whether it's the the Abrams project, whether it's Cavill returning somehow or, or something new, you know, a a recast set in the DCEU or something, you know, by the time the flash movie comes out and that time, I think we're going to know what's going on and what the future is and, and probably have a release date and a director and some serious movement, if not filming, starting some serious movement. Um, so that's exciting, and that's <laughs> a little nerve-wracking, making sure they get that, you know, because, like I said, I don't want just what, want one Superman movie. I want a series of Superman films that bring Clark Kent and Lois Lane to, to life and tells their story in long form and, yeah, puts Superman back where he belongs in a time when superheroes are still very popular. So, yeah, I don't know what that's going to mean, and I also don't know what that's going to mean for... Uh, the future of Superman and Lois, it, it seems to be very doing very well for a CW show, and it has a lot of fans, especially, you know, there's a recent THR article, I think, where mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman, the CW wanted to renew them, but WB just didn't want to pay the, the, the leasing space for the, for the studio. And that just kind of tells you how unimportant CW shows are in the grand picture of Warner Brothers' Discovery now. Not certainly not happy anybody lost their jobs or anything with, with that, and it stinks for fans that the shows were canceled without proper finales or anything like that. But it is a reminder of how, um, just how unimportant. Like it it reminds me of when Milton is let go at the office and they don't even in, in office space and they don't even tell him he's fired. They say they just corrected the error where he was still receiving his paycheck. That's kind of it's just a clerical error that they just no longer want to pay for two shows. Um, so we'll see, you know, what does this mean? I think that the chances of Henry Cavill returning are greater now than they were a year ago. But again, that's all that's all up in the air. You know, I think anything's still on the table. I think the Abrams-Coates reboot is still a possibility. Maybe that script gets turned in soon and everybody loves it and that moves forward quickly. Or maybe Zaslav says, if we're doing a shared universe why don't we have a Henry Cavill movie? We've already got most of the cast. You know, We just <laughs> bring back most of the cast, get a nice villain. Um, there are pros and cons to all of that things. And I don't know what's going to happen, but again, if nothing else, I would be, I think, within the next year of uh, a release date and a director for a Superman movie. And that's something I couldn't say confidently for a while. All right, that's enough movie stuff for today. Some comic stuff. Uh, DC announced Superman Space Age, and this sounds really cool. Uh, This is probably the most excited I've been for comic announcements since Superman 78. Um, This sounds really cool. It's going to be a three-issue prestige series written by Mark Russell, art by Mark Allred. The synopsis, after years of standing idle, the young man from Krypton defies the wishes of his fathers to come out to the world as the first hero of the space age, first superhero of the space age. As each decade passes and each new danger emerges, he wonders if this is the one that will kill him and everyone he loves. Superman realizes that even good intentions are not without their backlash. As the world around him transforms into a place as determined to destroy itself as he is to save it. So uh, that is a synopsis. That sounds really cool, really vague, but it sounds like it's going to be, I've seen it compared to Spider-Man and Fantastic Four, maybe have had life's, stories comic book series i'm not familiar with them but it essentially shows the life of the character throughout time and that seems like what this is going to be um it, it seems like uh it's going to be something like that looking at superman passing through time uh russell the writer said i've always found superman such a philosophically fascinating character one which forces uh, forces us to ask how different would the world be if we chose to be our best selves so that sounds cool uh, <laughs> i think that's a, an interesting idea sketches show krypton mon pocket the Daily Planet, the Fortress, the Anti-Monitor. So I I do wonder, this seems kind of Silver Age-inspired with the Space Age name, obviously. Uh, with the Anti-Monitor, is this going to tie into Crisis on Infinite Earth somehow? Um, or could that touch on that? Could this be a, a pre-crisis Superman? I don't know. Is this going to you know, show Superman at world events, U.S. Or, or world history throughout the decades? I don't know. It sounds neat. But I, this premise, and I don't know if this is what it actually is, but it kind of makes me think, a flip on All-Star Superman. All-Star Superman could be a very condensed time, but it shows how Superman is preparing the world for a world without Superman. Whereas this seems like the flip is going to cover a long period of time, but it is going to... Superman prepares for... without a world. (laughs) You know, for the end of the world basically um, I don't know if that's what the way they're actually going but that's what it kind of made me think of when I heard this description but either way I think it's really cool um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about this and, and definitely looking forward to it they're gonna be 80 pages each 999 cover price um, but that is a hefty 80 pages uh, first issue releases July 26 every two months after this sounds really cool I'm really looking forward to this one sounds fun uh, one shot Superman's pal Jimmy Superman's pal Jimmy jimmy olsen's boss perry white that's the name a one-shot comic book was announced releasing this june uh it's it's just going to be a new savage seven page story but i like that it's doing something focusing on perry it's going to have i think three reprints of classic perry white stories i think it's cool it's kind of spinning out of the superman's pal jimmy olsen comic that was released a a year or two ago now um i recently reread or read that and i thought it was pretty fun, the Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen comic. It's a little different than I expected. It's definitely comic uh, comedic, and that's always tough to get across. It took me a couple issues to, it's just tough to get across in comic book form for me, uh, comedy sometimes, but it took a couple issues to get into, but then I had pretty uh, quite a bit of fun with it, and it's a nice look back at sort of a. it's a modern Jimmy Olsen story that is inspired by the Silver Age classic, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen Adventures. So um, I think this is cool doing, even if it's just seven pages, for new Perry White. And it's good to see Perry White get the spotlight. Um I always think that's cool. And lastly, video game news. A Multiversus trailer was announced. You know this game, I think it's been in the works for a while. It's kind of smashing all WB stuff, not just DC, together. Um, I thought the trailer looked fine. And then I got really excited at the end. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, when Superman and Iron Giant showed up together. That looked pretty cool. I don't know what this is going to be like, but it's going to be on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and SX. I don't understand all the current namings. I'm not a huge gamer. I think PC, all of those things, and open beta is in July. Um, I don't know. It looks fun. It looks cool. It's smashing up some different WB properties. Cool. So, uh, A fun little trailer for that there. All right. That's all I've got for today. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back